0: Welcome to Season 1, Episode 18 of the Home Health Care Today Show. I'm your host, Dr. Clemon Moore. It's November. November is National Home Care and Hospice Month. So this episode, Season 18, we're going to have a two-part segment of uh, with a uh, very distinguished set of guests. So we're gonna have a local dignitary uh, on our uh, panel, as well as um, a great conversation with the current president of Michigan Home Care and Hospice Association, Mr. Barry Cargill. Let me tell you a little bit about MHA, Michigan Home Care and Hospice Association, and Barry Cargill. So MHA is the state trade association, representing businesses, providing medical and non-medical care in the home. Member agencies provide services for at home health, hospice, palliative care, home medical equipment, pharmacy infusion, and private duty home care. For the last 30 plus years, Barry Cargill has been very active in the public space as related to advocacy and policy. Barry, welcome to
1: our show today. Thank you, Dr. Moore. So happy
0: to be here today. Thanks for coming down, Barry. So, Barry, let's get into more about you. Talk to us about this passion that you've been able to sustain over the last few decades uh, for home health care, for hospice, and for people in the state of Michigan.
1: Yeah, well, my passion comes in in, uh, advocating for For issues at the legislative and regulatory level working with government agencies working with legislators in order to adopt public policies that help advance home care and hospice very good yeah uh, it's been um, a lot of fun I've been in this for about um, 30 some years and seen a lot of changes during that time and uh, the biggest change is uh, is really within the industry Um, we're moving into an industry here in home care and hospice where lots of new opportunities are are available and we're finding that Mm -hmm. if given a choice, those patients and families want to stay in their home. Yes, they do. For as long as they can.
0: Absolutely, Barry. Yes, Barry. So uh, for our listeners and our, our viewers out there of the Home Healthcare Today Show, when we talk industries, right, and associations, of course those industries and the association leaders within industries such as our industry, home care and hospice, have member, member organizations. So American Advantage Home Care is a member associate, a member of the um, Michigan Home Care and Hospice Association. With that being the lead there, Barry, let's talk more about MHA, right? OK. Yeah. So in layman's terms for people out there, you know, that aren't a current member or a member organization of MHA, what is MHA? Talk about its history, its mission, some of those, I guess, core values, um, and the vision that you have uh, for MHA. Oh, what a, what a great opportunity! <laughs> yes,
1: um, we've we've been around since 1981, mm-hmm. and uh, the organization was established first when Medicare um, created the home health benefit. Yes, um, under Medicare. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, really our start. You know, prior to that, um, you know, there may have been private insurance companies, uh, but generally, you know, people were were on their own uh, in, yes. in terms of as they were aging. And, of course, you know, if you look back in history, you'll see that um, – uh, people didn't live as long as mm-hmm. they do today, and, and that is certainly one of the changes that, that uh, we're seeing. But Absolutely. as the organization grew, um, you know, we, we started out there early with uh, Just Home Health. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't long after that, that that Medicare created the hospice benefit, yes. the benefit uh, for, for those who are 65 and older on, on, uh, on Medicare. And um also home medical equipment suppliers became a part of our association. There was a yeah. there was an association of home medical equipment suppliers who, in uh, I think it was 1981 uh-huh. uh, you know merged into uh, Maha and you know, we became the state trade association for not only home health yes, but also for hospice uh-huh. and home medical equipment suppliers. Um, <laughs> over the years, palliative care yes. uh, became a, uh, an important service, and it now is is one of the evolving services as uh, as as we move on. Cancer treatments yes. and, and other things, um, you know, are are mm-hmm. a very important part of, of keeping people healthy and safe yes. in their homes. The other the other um, really neat thing about this has yes. just been um, people want to be at home. If given yes. a choice, true of true. of where they live in in their senior years. Yes. They want to be at home for as long as they can, and so the industry has evolved mm-hmm. into um, essentially the solution to keeping people at home. Sure has. Um, Barry. With the with the association, uh, we're you know, uh, an, uh, I think a lot of people are familiar with associations. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's associations for just about every industry that's out there. There's Absolutely. there's uh, we're like the Chamber of Commerce yes. <laughs> for home care and hospice agencies. I, I think is the best way to describe it. And as an organization, we spend a lot of our time and resources mm-hmm. um, providing benefits to to our members True. through a collective voice mm-hmm. to advocate for our industry. And we do that by um, you know establishing strong trust relationships with our elected officials, uh, yes. with with our um, regulatory. Uh, agencies in, mm-hmm. in, at the federal and the state level. Um, I, I know uh, uh, Congresswoman Dingle is going to be one of your guests uh, here, t- here today, yes. and, and uh, she's been extremely helpful Indeed. in advancing this industry, um, yes. and much of that advancement comes with what people want yes. as, a, as, a tra- as a changing market. But also um, getting the rules and regulations out of the way and adopting those rules and regulations in, in such a way mm-hmm. that the industry is able to grow yes. and to provide, you know, the the things that that. Seniors and individuals who are who are disabled need absolutely in order to stay in their home yes. and out of the hospitals. You got it. You got so. it, Barry.
0: And Barry, I can echo your sentiment. I know firsthand as a leader of a member organization of Maha. You know the uh, rich tools, the education. You know that committees are able to offer us. You know as members on a monthly basis. Um, the policy you know, calls as related to insurance, right? Uh, so prior to our commercial, Barry, I do need to open up somewhat of a can of worms, right? I know we uh, focus a lot on the conversation so far about seniors and providing care for homebound seniors and disabled and chronically ill. Uh, but those that were injured, right? Uh, injured in auto accidents, right? Uh, Some of those patients are are served by uh, private duty companies, some are served by public, you know, or the uh, public entities, the not-for-profit skilled agencies, Uh, and then some have care through attendant care types of agencies. Barry, prior to our commercial, as I open up this can of worms here, talk a little bit for our listeners and viewers about what's going on now in that auto no-fault space. Wow. Yes. A lot is going on in that yes. space. And mm. I
1: think for the average policyholder, yes. you're, you're seeing some savings on, on your auto insurance premiums. And yes. and that uh, is, is what's happened over the last year. But in creating that savings, the legislators also created some serious problems that, mm-hmm. that your listeners would know about yes. if they or a family member Um, have ever been injured in an in an automobile accident, Um, automobile accidents uh, You know affect everybody including young people. and so we've got a lot of uh, auto injured patients who have um, really received a disservice from Mm. from the legislative changes that that happened about a year ago and what that happened was and and this Mm. was a you know late night (laughs) last thing Mm. that that got put into the legislation Mm. that Essentially, cut the reimbursement that home care mm. companies providing yes. the needed services for severely auto injured patients by forty five percent. And what yeah. it did is it is it put the reimbursement level below a level that an agency, your agency or agency yes. or others could hire an employee
0: right absolutely uh, and
1: sustain that employee. And yes. so we've we've got a serious problem. And we do. what uh, what. Uh, our organization is doing now with with Maha is we are working directly with with legislative leadership uh, yes. this is at the state level right now Yes uh, in order to fix some of the yes. problems that happened in the recently passed auto insurance reforms and in the meantime we've got some of these patients who are going into uh, instead of their home yes they're being displaced into a nursing home sure. or into a, a facility um, uh, or in some cases, they're going to the emergency room of hospitals. Exactly. And so we do have a, a crisis here, yes. and it essentially is coming up with a mechanism so that so that we're not cutting services um, by so much exactly. that we're not able to provide the services that an insurance company is obligated to pay by contract. True. You true have your auto insurance policy. Yes, sir. That guarantees you sure. certain benefits. Yes, and it does. Um, so it you know. This is, this is one of those situations where we're probably still, um, you know, a few months away from, from really resolving it. But yes. we have been very actively uh, lobbying our, our legislative state officials. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we're hopeful and yes, confident that uh, over the next few weeks that we're yep. going to resolve this. Um, it certainly is a is a business issue yes. um, for for the agencies that provide this care yeah. but it is a very emotional and serious issue for the families and the yes. patients uh, who are auto injured and, and are finding that they can't get the care absolutely. that they need in many cases to survive you got it absolutely there, there have been some deaths uh, yes. associated with this mm-hmm.
0: and and, um, you know, it's, it's just something that we've got to fix. Yes, we have to. We have to, Barry. And it's uh, a double whammy, <clears throat> right? A double whammy in, the, in that respect, in that respect that an uh, auto accident is already a traumatic um, incident that results in a lot of injuries and people really do need the care. And then families need to have the peace of mind that the care is affordable because there's already a loss of income. For yeah. the individual, you know, if they were of working age and are disabled. So a lot of challenges there, Barry, but um, glad that MHA is um, being a champion, you know, a champion for the voiceless in this respect, and we're going to keep on pushing, right? We're going to go to a commercial, and we'll talk more about how MHA and Barry Cargo positively impact stakeholders in the state of Michigan. We'll be right back. I am Dr. Clemon Mora, president and CEO of American Advantage Home Care. American Advantage is a Medicare certified provider of skilled home health care service. It's fall season in Metro Detroit. The leaves are falling and so is the temperature. But what is rising, our commitment and passion for homebound patients. Don't just take my word for it. Speak up while you're in the hospital. American Advantage Home Care is where you need to be Gus knows home care. Trust Gus. Call us today. Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 18 of the Home Health Care Today Show. We're joined here with uh, Mr. Barry Cargill of the Michigan Home Care and Hospice Association. And prior to our commercial, uh, Barry was sharing with us uh, some of the challenges presented by changes uh, in auto insurance uh, laws and legislation. And we want to pick up there, Barry, uh, not only the um, auto accident victims, but talk to us about other stakeholders you know uh how is uh MPI able to successfully continue to uh provide value and positive impact to its stakeholders
1: yeah well what what we do is we bring all of the agencies like yours together mm-hmm. um you know so that you know that you're not an island that's the right. problems that you're <laughs> facing um, yes. most of them 90 percent, are being faced by every other agency that's out there and so yes. we help bring the industry together to solve common problems and yeah. I tell you the opportunity that that is there, and what we um, try to do, and, and through education and and um, advocacy and yes. working with our members, is to grow your business absolutely, um, and ultimately to solve the problems yes. that people have True. who need care. Yes, and yeah. people are living longer. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah. just just a fact yes. it's not unusual for somebody to, to live in into their late 80s and 90s yes. and if you look at the trend you'll True. see that just in you know just each decade Absolutely. you know, you see a significant <laughs> increase to that and I would expect in the future we'll see more oh, yes. but with that you also see the inherent problems with, with a population that is mm-hmm. that old yes. and While they're living longer, they also are having medical um, needs Mm -hmm. that that need to be addressed. Absolutely. In many cases, it's mental health issues, um, you know, they're physical as well. And while uh, home care is for for all patients, um, you know, we basically help people stay out of the hospital or to uh, not return to the hospital or to get out of the hospital sooner. Absolutely, and we're able to do that by by keeping them in their home. You know um, You know the the you know between now and 2035, yes. the baby boomers are going to continue uh, to increase the need for home care. True. Um, you know, in many cases, uh, you know, a senior in their 60s and even early 70s are are not the primary candidates for for home care. It's when they get You know into their late 70s into their 80s their 90s yes you know for for a few of them out there even beyond that and so being able to provide the services that that um, someone um, needs to do that they can't do for themselves Mm -hmm. helps them keep stay in their home where statistics show that's where they want to be it is if given a choice they want to be in their home for as long as as they can and Home care um, helps them do that. Uh, it, you know in some cases it's what we call private duty care, yeah. which, which uh, essentially is the services of, of uh, daily living that, mm-hmm. that someone needs. Um, you know, some people will call it personal care true, true. In some cases it's just helping them with their meals. Yes. It's the companionship that, that they need. It's somebody in the house to, to know that you know if, if you fall that there's somebody there to help. In some cases, it's it's assistance in getting into the bathroom, yes. or to take a shower, or um, to prepare your meals, or to sometimes even get in and out of bed. Absolutely. And without yeah. those services, in many cases, your only choice is to is to go into a facility. It is. And yeah. you know, facilities are are good as well, and in many of those are becoming more and more like home as yes. as uh, you know, people do want to exercise their choice yes. to sure. stay in their home. Absolutely. Um, Yes. and you know as, as we're looking at uh, the aging baby boomers uh, yeah. the opportunity for home care agencies yes. um, and the needs of, of an increasing population is going to continue to go this direction it sure will. before it goes the other way yeah. and and between now and 2034 it is going to go up it will as yeah. the senior population ages yes. and as their needs for home care increase definitely so very. between now and, and, and 2034 um, the the need will be significant in, in how we do that. Yes, and you know? see,
0: and and there, that's why, I, uh, you know, as we think about National Home Care and Hospice Month and, and really focus on seniors of today as well as seniors of tomorrow and the needs that seniors are going to have, you know, you have to put this in layman's terms of if we have an aging, and we do, it's not an if, we have an aging population where the senior segment will outpace the zero to five-year-olds, right, from a generation standpoint, to the tune of about 25% uh, of our population will be at that senior age or senior citizen age. Numbers, right? So if we are a population of 360 million, that's about 90 million seniors. So from a institutional standpoint, the nursing home infrastructure perhaps is not the most feasible option for a quarter of our population. So, aging at home, aging with dignity, um, looking at ways to add more technology to homes, providing greater uh, access, whether it's renovations inside of a home, right? Uh, whether those consultations that families begin preparing for now with we're adding a room, <laughs> you know, we're widening our hallways, right? We are making our restrooms more accessible with walk-in showers and the like. Exciting times ahead. And from a national or from the standpoint of a nation, we haven't necessarily received the best reputation for how we've treated our seniors or how we treat the elderly. So um, Barry, thanks for helping to, uh, Change, you know, change the mantra of how um, our country has been viewed as in respect to our seniors. And um, they did it for us. We owe it to them, you know, big time. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's a, an important role
1: for, yes. for Maha and the yep. association to um, promote and, and foster best practices. Yes. So that we can build the trust with the seniors and their families. Yes. Um, you know, the sons and daughters out there are Absolutely. often... Often the ones helping to make decisions for mom and dad. And they want to know yep. who's taking care of mom and dad. Absolutely. And, you know, from that standpoint, what the association does is, is uh, through education and advocacy, we promote best practices. Yes. Um, you know, if, if somebody is going to be taking care of your loved one, you want yes. to know who they are. You got it. And, you know, um, having having the data available, yep. having mm-hmm. the information available so that you can make that assessment. Yes. And it's not unusual that somebody making that assessment might be in New York. Yes, so true. Mom and dad are, are here in Detroit. Right. Um, Mom yeah. or dad. Yes. And, or both. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's really important, I think, as, a, as an industry association that yes. we help agencies rise to the top. Absolutely. Um, organizations like yours who yes. are who are doing extra things in order yes. to develop trust and to, yes. de- to uh, uh, develop the, the policies and procedures that can um, essentially give assurance to the patients and mm-hmm. their families Absolutely. that the care you're giving them is uh, is the best. Indeed. And that you're able to do that in, in a way that they have confidence. Yes, sir. Um, That the people providing that care um, know what they're doing and have compassion Yes. Um, and skills yes. necessary in, in order to be effective and, and, and to do
0: the best job possible to keep keep people in their home. Absolutely, Barry. Barry, a couple more questions. I know you know you got some pressing things uh, later in the day, and we got another segment of this uh, great episode. I'm having a good time with you, Barry. Uh, success is never achieved alone in our industry. So as you mentioned, um, you know the policy uh, makers, you know legislators. Lobbyists, right? Um, The workforce community out there, the skilled home health care providers are also important, including the physicians who write and sign our orders for home health care. Barry, in view of Maha, right, Uh, and having such a challenging role as president of an agency that's statewide and is so vital to the future of our seniors, if you could have a big ask, right? Big ask. For uh, listeners, viewers, or the networks that listeners and viewers are connected to, what would be that big ask? And how could that, if granted, how could that big ask elevate uh, Maha? Well, let me lay out the platform first. Yes, sir. And then, and then I'll let
1: you know what my big ask okay. is. Okay, And Uh-oh. it is a big one. Uh-oh. <laughs> first of all, you know, <laughs> yeah. we, we've talked a lot about what the need is. Yes. I mean, um, it is going to be an increasing need as baby boomers age this yes. um and need more than what they and their families are able to provide in yes, order to sir. keep them in their home mm-hmm. um, we need a healthcare system that mm. that can help support that mm. and mm. you know our nation has has been so divided on yes. what the solution is true um you know we need people like like congresswoman dingle and yes. others to to really be fighting for us on on this particular issue and yes. Um, long-term care insurance is one of the solutions. It is, but yes. long-term care insurance has not been working very effectively. Yes, um, and it's because the insurance companies that offer that kind of care yeah. don't know what the rules are. True. We don't know if we've got nationalized health care or we have a, a market system. Yes, and it could be a long time before we actually get that solution. We need yeah. we need lawmakers to figure that one one out. Um, and the big ask mm-hmm. is that, that we fully fund Medicare mm. so that it's, Medicare is, is there and able to provide um, what is needed for, for this huge and increasing senior population. Indeed, um, indeed. Who's aging. Uh, we've so, got a, a system where, you know, think, think about it. The, the, those who pay into Medicare are, are the taxpayers. Yes. And those taxpayers are retiring at True. a pretty rapid rate to where a large share of the population is is now no longer paying and soon is going to be a taker yes from the Medicare True. healthcare system. Absolutely. The payers are, are going to be, you know, the, those who are still working. Yes. And that number is much lower. Yes. And so it's not sustainable no right now. Um, We need to to really figure out how we are going to fund Medicare into the future, really between now and 2034. Absolutely. And um, along with that, you know, what are the rules for health care going forward so that some of the things like long-term care insurance and and health insurance can can help be a part of that solution while we're trying to figure out. How do we
0: sustain True. you know the medicare system uh, in order in order to work it in that's a big one barry that is a huge ask and some of the low hanging fruit in that we do want to make sure that our seniors can get hearing aids right that are you know affordable and accessible hearing tests we want to get that covered and definitely dental work for for our seniors you know these are um obviously a need, you know, the loss of hearing, you know, uh, from a sense standpoint, but teeth, yes, the need to be able to eat, right? And the dignity that comes with um, having, you know, a good set of teeth as well as the ability to hear. So we want to preserve the dignity and keep fighting the good fight. Barry, last question for you, question. Um, Last question. All right, Barry, what are ways that people could, uh, you know, join, contribute, you know, um help you know i know we had a real big ass but for the you know the layperson out there listening and hearing you know say all right november is national home care and hospice month and hey i want to do more to help what can well, they
1: I, do i think um for for agencies of course it's, yes. it's to join the association and be part of the solution yes. help improve the industry but for i think most of your listeners out there it's yes. it's the patients and families Absolutely. and what can patients and families do yes families are an increasing um uh, have have an increasing role in taking care of, of those seniors. Uh, yes, in some cases, uh, technology is needed. You yes. know, son or daughter is not necessarily in the same home. Yes. Um, they may be down the street, or they may be in California. True. It's you know, advancing technology to, to help in in home care. And yes. you know, I think as as we move forward, um, I think the biggest Part of all this is mm-hmm. is the role that the family plays yes. in providing care and working with the home care company yes. that provides the professional services when family is not able to do it all Absolutely. or when the patient is not able to do it all. And and in some cases, it's not really a patient, it's a client, True. you know, because yep. uh, not only are we talking about medical needs, but in mm-hmm. some cases, it's just simply the services of daily living. Um the things that, that uh, an aging senior is not able to yes. do with themselves yeah. in order to stay in their home. That's, That's what it's is. all about.
0: It sure is. And I got to tell you.
1: Hey, talk to me, Barry. You can take care of my mom and dad any day.
0: Very And man. someday me. <laughs> no <don't> doubt, Barry. <laughs> Barry. thank you so much for trusting American Advantage Home Care, right? That's an outstanding endorsement. We, we appreciate it, Barry. Uh, you've been gracious, you know, with your time and your insights and... And together, Barry, not only will we continue to honor November as National Home Care and Hospice Month, but I'm willing to push it and say every month should be Home Care and Hospice Month. Barry, thanks for joining us today. Thank you.